Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to the Gambling with Gold podcast. My name is Jason Gold. You are listening to episode 43, our week 17 betting preview. As always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Wednesday? Doing great, man. Happy holidays to you and your fam, everybody that's watching, supporting Champions Round. Appreciate you. Plenty of gifts to go around. I know that the uh, Champions Round always has tons of stuff to give away. So uh, tis the season and uh, happy new year to everyone. I know we'll be talking again later in the week, but um, yeah, man, 2022 is almost here. Happy New Year's. Happy Christmas to everybody out there. Hope it was uh, safe, healthy, and wonderful for everybody out there. Uh, we do have some giveaways, some holiday giveaways. As always, the Champions Round, I'll name a couple of those right now. Key phrase, mile high. DM us at Champions Round Twitter, Instagram for your chance to win a Cortland Sutton or a Jerry Judy jer- jersey. We're giving away both. Uh, more information on that if you go to our YouTube shorts. Uh, we'll film a video on that later in the week we also have 376 contests that are going on right now you can enter for the sunday early game sunday late slate and we have a monday night football one as well there'll be a couple other ones during the week so stay locked in for our tiktok and youtube shorts for more information on as we're doing this week and heading to the playoffs and believe me we have some elite giveaways for the playoffs we've been saving some of our best items for the playoffs uh we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. All right, let's get started. Week 17, baby. We're back in action. Uh, little personal note here. Our group, 13-2 and two in the fourth quarter standings in Circa. We are tied for six right now. Cool $250,000 online. We are two points back, one point back of second place, tied for six. Very exciting stuff. Hopefully we keep that rocking and rolling. I got to be honest, the COVID opt-outs and the lines coming out on Thursday have provided some nice juicy value for us that we have followed. So. I'm not saying I'm not wishing COVID upon anyone, but <laughs> o- Omicron, aka the Omakase, because the chef serves you whatever COVID he would like, uh, has been really good to us uh, from a gambling perspective. So hopefully that continues a little bit. Uh, hopefully we get to a nice little maybe nine and one in the next two weeks. Get into the money. That would be awesome. All right, let's start off with Sunday, early slate, Tampa Bay, minus 13 and a half at the New York Jets, total 45 and a half right now. Uh, what is your early lean on this one? 13 and a half. I mean, we're just going back to history here, and Tom Brady absolutely owns the New York Jets. So even with Mike Evans on the COVID list and Chris Godwin out for the season, I think we saw Antonio Brown come back just at the right time. Gronk is still there. He's still running routes on 80% of uh, the snaps there. So Brady still has tons of weapons here, and I don't see there's any reason why – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, vying for that positional spot in the playoffs right now. Like they're in a tight race with the uh, with the uh, LA Rams, so they're going to need this victory. And I think that they win this one pretty handedly. We saw the Jets go through a ton of COVID issues last week. They still ended up coming out with a victory. Zach Wilson played pretty well, but at the same time, ah, can't trust the Jets here against Tom Brady in any in any sort of fashion. I don't care what the spread is. Thirteen and a half, give it to me. I am leaning that way as well, Brady. I mean, what can you say? Especially against a rookie quarterback. We know what the defensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to do. They're going to be in Zach Wilson's face all game. I do not expect them to score very much. Kind of like the under here. 
we saw what this Tampa Bay team does to bad teams. I know that early in the season they were bad on the road. That has not showed up in recent weeks. I think they are in a prime position. Even if their offense doesn't play great in this game, you can give me like, I don't know, 24-7, 27-7. I think that that's a likely outcome in this game. So I think that under 45 and a half, probably my initial lean as favorite bet here. But Tampa Bay minus 13 and a half, probably in the mix somewhere here also. Yeah, it looks like the Sharps are trending your direction too as this game opened up at 47. Now I see the, the game total sitting at 45 and a half. So yeah, I, I just don't know where the, the Jets points are going to come from. This is really going to be, you know, Tampa Bay and how many points they can actually put up on the board here. All right, next game on the board, Giants plus six, plus six and a half at the Chicago Bears, total 37 and a half. Big Dick Nick got it done at the end against Seattle. Uh, Matt Nagy, where's this guy been all year? He's got to be better than Andy Dalton. I know that you want to start Justin Fields. That's great. You should be starting Justin Fields, but if he's not playing, should be Big Dick Nick and not the Red Rocket. So this game, <laughs> this game, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of le- the Giants just look like they've absolutely quit on the season. They have no they idea what's going on a quarterback. So maybe yeah. Chicago, Chicago at six and a half, maybe it's a teaser piece. Get that down to a half. Kind of like that one. No read on the total here. I could see this going over such a low total, but as we saw in the Monday night game, these teams that quit, man, it is ugly on offense. So I'm not going to take a, a, a play on that one. But give me Chicago as a teaser piece minus a half. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to tell you here because I don't I don't really trust six and a half for the the Bears, and I, I definitely don't trust six and a half for for the the New York Giants. I don't even know what to expect of the Giants. There's already been rumors of Gettleman getting fired. Joe Judge's job is apparently safe. I mean, it just sucks to be a uh, Giants fan. Shouts to Steffi Smalls. She goes through it every week. God, this has got to be awful. So, like, yeah, there's just no trust you can put into this squad. And at this point, even with Big Dick Nick at the helm, I think Justin Fields is questionable. So there is a chance that he could get on the field. I'd rather see Nick Foles, personally, because you might see a little bit more uh, activity to the receivers and, and Cole Komet getting them all the skill positions more involved. But, yeah, six and a half, I, I, I don't really trust the Bears here. I'll, I'll tease them down to a pick them and uh, roll with that one. All right, next game on the board, Jacksonville plus 15 and a half at New England, total 42. This is a huge number, but we know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks, and Trevor Lawrence has looked like crap. Now he lost James Robinson for the year. They still have some COVID issues going on down there. They lost to the Jets last week. New England needs a win in a big way in order to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, A win should probably lock them up for a berth in the playoffs, probably as a five or six seed, so... I don't know. I expect New England to come out here and mash. For my sake, I have New England uh, defense in a fantasy championship matchup, so I'm hoping that they absolutely dominate. In a rare situation where I want to bet New England at minus 15 and a half, a huge number, and I also want to bet the under because I believe that Jacksonville's likelihood is they're not going to score more than 10 points in this game. So, yeah, give me uh, give me New England like, I don't know, 24-7, something like that. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because – Bill Belichick always has a history of scheming against the opposing team's best player. Do you even Who's know that? who the best player <laughs> is on the Jags at this point? Like, are we scheming against Laquan Treadwell? Is that is that yeah. where we're at? So I, I just don't see where the points are going to come from from the Jacksonville side. 15 and a half is a lot of points, but New England could just easily shut them down on defense and run the ball all down their throat. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised even Mac Jones – Maybe he got a little bit busy in the past game. They can do whatever they want to the Jags. The Jags are awful. Um, 15 and a half is a lot of points. I'll probably stay away from this one, but wouldn't be surprised if New England absolutely blew them, blew the brakes off of off this game. And uh, right now they're sitting in the sixth spot in the playoff race, so they have a matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals if everything holds true. 
but their fate still has a lot of scenarios that could unwind that could move them in throughout, you know, whether six or, or a couple other spots uh, throughout the playoffs. So really interesting to see how this is going to shake out. So their week 17 game is against Miami. And if Miami wins this week against Tennessee, we'll get to that one. A little yeah. bit. That's, that sets up that's, a, that's going to be for the playoffs right there. Quite a matchup, especially considering that Miami won the first game. So they'd be going for a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting scenario there. One to watch out for. Uh, all right, next game on the board, Rams minus four at Baltimore. Total sitting at 46 and a half right now. Lamar Jackson looks like he's back. We saw Baltimore look absolutely terrible last week. We've been on their defense being atrocious for a while. Worse than the league yards per play. However, Rams traveling cross country. They just got the win versus the Vikings. I know that they're hot. We were on the Rams last week. That proved to be successful. I'm going Baltimore here. Four points seems like way too much. I think there's a bounce back spot for them. Some people were counting the Ravens out for the season. I think that this team with this coaching staff, with Harbaugh and Lamar coming back, this team isn't going to give up yet. I I think that this is a prime spot for them to get back in the race. I think they can cover the four, and I think that they can win this game outright, to be honest with you. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah, I can't – I don't know if I can put all my eggs into the Ravens basket here. This team has been up and down all season. This is easily um, a situation that – I don't know. I I could see – I see the angle, you know, especially because the Chargers last time when they – flew cross country and had to play the the Ravens earlier on. They got absolutely trounced. Um, would a similar fate happen to the Rams? I don't know. I feel like the Rams are on a better um, trajectory than than the Chargers were at that t- at that point of the season. So, you know, with Cooper Cup and his uh, re- his receiving record coming up there yep. pretty close, I don't see anywhere where this Ravens secondary can stop their their offense. Um, Rushing wise, I think that there could be an angle there, but I, I don't know that we're even going to see Lamar Jackson out there. Like there was rumors by beat writers today, several different beat writers that he was limping in practice pretty noticeably. So even if he does play, you know, he, him not being mobile, like what is yeah. Lamar Jackson? He's not a pocket quarterback, a pocket passing quarterback. So yeah, I think even if we're going to see Lamar Jackson out there, I don't know that we're going to see the best version of him. Four and a half points they're they're down. I'm going to take the Rams on this side. I just think there's more there's more trust that I have in their health, where they're going, and, and their prospects for the remainder of the season. And with that Cooper Cup record looming, I think he's just going to be force-fed the rock. Like, this dude's just going to go off. Fair enough. Uh, worth noting, at least from my perspective, that the bet ticket right now is uh, 17% of bets, 58% of the money is coming in on the Ravens. So Sharps definitely liked in the Ravens side, but I totally get it. I mean – you're betting on Baltimore looking more like Baltimore, and they haven't looked like Baltimore in a couple of weeks. So, a little dicey. It's it's man. it's been longer than a couple of weeks. I mean, we can yeah. go back. Baltimore hasn't looked like Baltimore since. It's been a long time. But you're right. I mean, this is definitely on the square side from my perspective. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just haven't been proven by Baltimore's performance as of late that they can get this done against a team that's right. It's definitely going to be a, a nice opponent in the playoffs. Fair enough. All right, let's go to the next one. Atlanta plus 14 and a half at Buffalo total at 44. Seems like a lot of points. The look ahead line on this Ugh. was Buffalo minus nine. Now we know Buffalo's look good. They played great against New England last week. Atlanta barely squeaked one out against the Lions. Hate you, Dan Campbell, for kicking that field goal at the end. Really, really <laughs> screwing me up. Uh yeah, why well, just go for the touchdown, dude. I fuck you, Dan <laughs> Campbell. I get it. I get it, but I'm, I was mad. Uh this seems like too many points. Buffalo is known to beat up on bad teams. Atlanta's still in the playoff race somehow. They just don't score any freaking points. Uh, Not at all. I I got to lean towards Atlanta. It seems like way too many points, especially given the look-ahead line. But 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo just puts on a show in this one. I'm, I'm going the same way, man. It just seems like way too many points here. Um, but that's – do I really want to bet on Atlanta at this stage in the game? Not really. So I'm going to stay away from this one. Um, I think that the look-ahead line certainly does prove some value there for the Atlanta side of things. And somehow they are still vying for a playoff spot. It makes no sense because they're not a good offensive team at all. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stay away from this one. Buffalo, they're still riding high, finally getting that victory over the Patriots. Um, so I could see a letdown scenario for them, for sure. Fair enough. All right, Kansas City minus five at Cincinnati, total 50, best game on the board for week 17. Easily. Chiefs rolling. We were on the Chiefs last week. They absolutely smashed, spotted it. Cincinnati came back. They also absolutely mashed the Ravens. 525 passing yards for Joe Burrow. All three of their receivers went off. Hopefully you had some of those guys in fantasy because they basically just won week 16 for whoever had any of them. Yep. Uh, that being said, Bengals won three straight at home. You think that the uh, the sharp play would be on them? I think it's on this Kansas City team, man. I, I love what their defense is doing. I think that they'll be able to shut down. It's a perfect time to fade the Bengals here. Patrick Mahomes in December. He's a fucking nightmare to match up with. He is a monster. I do not want to get in front of that train, especially with Travis Kelsey coming back. Tyreek Hill did nothing last week. He didn't have to. Looks like it might be a great situation for him, too. I, I got to roll with the Chiefs here. I'm rolling with the Chiefs, too, man. It's uh, five points. You're getting this within a touchdown. I think that that's, uh, the right nu- that's around the right number. In terms of just Cincinnati's play as of late, Joe Burrow went bonkers last week. I don't think we'll have that type of success against the Kansas City defense. Like Kansas City has been one of the best defenses over the, the last several uh, weeks here, and they're only getting healthier, right? Like last week they made pretty easy work out of it. They didn't have Travis Kelsey on the field. We're going to get him back. Right now they they hold their cards. You know, they could if they win out, they'll have the first seed and get that bye week in the AFC. So to me, I, I think that they're going to continue to ride this ride this wave out. Uh, Cincinnati. While their offense is prolific, their defense is not. And uh, while they've been getting a lot of pressure up front, Pat Mahomes has been playing better as of late, and I think he's going to get his weapons back to get it done here. And uh, it's going to be a great game, though. I like the over at at 50 points right now. Um, There's going to be a lot of points scored on the board here, but it's going to definitely lean towards the Kansas City Chiefs. Love it. All right, we got our first double lock of the week. All right, next game on the board, Miami plus 3.5 at Tennessee, total 40 Tennessee coming off of a Thursday night win against San Francisco. We like that play. They played well or well enough to win. First half, they played terribly, but they got it back together. Miami, they just keep it rolling against terrible quarterbacks. It's not saying much, (laughs) but seven straight in the NFL is still seven straight, especially after losing that many. Uh, Looked like they were dead in the water. Now they are very much alive for a playoff spot in the AFC. That being said, they haven't played a real team in seemingly two months. Tennessee, it's a real team, and they're going to come at you, and they're going to beat you up in the trenches, and I think this is a spot where Tennessee can absolutely get this done. So give me the three and a half. I bet this up to four, four and a half. I think this is a great spot for the Tennessee Titans. We just haven't really seen much of the Miami offense. Like Tua's been doing enough to get the job done, but this has really been off the strength of this defense, and uh, the Titans are getting healthier, finally. Like we saw A.J. Brown just absolutely go nuclear. He was a monster. tonight. And that's what that's what Tannehill has been missing, right? He's been missing those dynamic playmakers. Maybe they'll get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs, but I think that this is definitely setting up for the Titans to make a nice little late season push here, get their wide receivers back, get Tannehill a little bit more flow of the offense. So by the time playoffs come, 
you can then lean on your guy again and then actually have a little bit more dynamic uh, playmakers into this offense. And let's be honest, like I, we, n- neither of us believe in Tua. Nope. And I don't know he's what's looked, going on there. He's, he's looked, looked better, though. Good. He's looked better, he's looked but like what's yeah. going on in the running back room, though? Like we got Philip Lindsay getting carries. We got, you know, du- uh, is it Duke Johnson? Not Duke yeah. Johnson. Um, yeah, it is Duke yeah, Johnson, Duke right? Brown. Like, yeah. And Miles Gaskin. Like, I don't even know what to expect for them on offense. Devontae Parker put up a nothing burger. I don't have much faith in their offense. And really, and Tennessee has been balling on defense defensively. So I like them here. I, I think three and a half is enough. Um, if you want to get crazy, I, guess, I think you could pick Miami in a teaser piece. I don't think they're going to be blowing them out by any means, but I, I do like Tennessee here. I don't hate Miami as a teaser piece, but I like the Tennessee minus three and a half more, especially if you can get that three, even if you have to buy it. I, I'm not a big fan right. of buying, but in this situation with such a low total, getting down to three uh, yeah. may be pretty beneficial for you. All right, uh, next next game on the board, and this game was absolutely wild all over the place. If anyone was paying attention to the line yesterday. So right now, Raiders plus six and a half at Indianapolis, total 44 and a half. But this line, so it was at nine and a half, and then the news comes out, trickles out, that Wentz is going to be placed on COVID. Lines start to move down to six and a half. Then the news actually gets released. It moves to one and a half. Then the NFL changes their policy based on CDC guidelines to move it from 10 days to five days you're out, which means so long as Wentz is asymptomatic, he's going to play in this game. Now, is he actually going to self-report if he has symptoms? Yeah, right. Bullshit. This dude is playing in this fucking game. <laughs> so we have Indianapolis minus six and a half with all of their players. Darius Leonard is going to be back also now as an unvaccinated guy. He doesn't have to wait the 10 days anymore, just five. He'll be back in the building. They get half of their offensive line back. He was out with COVID. And this team is just an absolute monster right now. I think that we're getting three free points for losing no players here. I'm all over Indianapolis in this game, six and a half. Absolutely a teaser piece at minus a half. And because of what we know, we talked about this last week a little bit, but when a team plays Denver the week before, the week after their offense goes bonkers. I'm not saying that this is going to happen with Vegas here, but I do think that they're inclined to score more points than you would think against this tough Colts defense. I think the over here, 44 and a half, is an absolute monster of a bet potentially. So give me Indianapolis minus six and a half. Give me the minus a half. Give me the over 44 and a half. Let's have ourselves an afternoon. I love the over 44 and a half, especially considering that this line, this game opened up at 49 and a half. Um, the Raiders, inconsistent offense here, but like I, I do think if they do have, so you think that this line is baking in the fact that Carson Wentz is going to play? I think that the buyback after one and a half is certainly saying that he's going to play. I think that it's fair to say that the difference between Carson Wentz for however good or bad he is, yeah. is point better than Sam Ellinger. So if the line was nine and a half, I expected to go to three and a half without him at six and a half. They're kind of playing it, I guess, halfway in the middle, but yeah. Wentz will be eligible to play. It's just a matter of if he's symptomatic or not. And if he is symptomatic, he doesn't have to test out of protocols anymore. He just has to right. self-report if he has symptoms or not. There's no way with a playoff spot on the line that he's going to say, if he has like a little cough or whatever, he's playing the fucking game. There's no, <laughs> it's, it's just going to happen. So yeah, that's kind of my, that's kind of my read on the situation right now. Yeah. So like, I think the playoff implications certainly matter here because if they win, they're, they're in, if they lose, they'll also need losses from Baltimore, New England, and I believe uh, Miami. So you're holding your own cards here of, of like what's going to happen. So I, I tend to agree with you. Like if Wentz has the opportunity to play, he's going to clear protocols. He's going to play. 
And this is one of the most the most consistent teams over the last several weeks in the NFL right now. And get out of the way of Jonathan Taylor because this dude is just is 100 yards guaranteed and probably a touchdown. And Carson Wentz did it. I mean, we saw Michael Pittman play a little bit better because Carson Wentz was actually yeah. able to get him the ball a little bit. So I, I think that the offense is actually coming coming into uh, into uh, the rhythm right at the right time. And the Raiders, they've been going the wrong direction for a while now. They're still in the playoff hunt themselves. They are 8-7. and seven. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the lean with the Indianapolis Colts here, assuming that Carson Wentz is going to play. You're getting the less than a touchdown. So I think that they could certainly get this done. The Raiders have won two consecutive games in the least inspiring fashion that I can ever remember. Of right. Two, two straight <laughs> right. It has been really gross. So, yeah. It's been pitiful I, I to think, watch. Yeah. I think that maybe public bettors are like, oh, Wentz might be out. Raiders won two straight. Let's bet on that. Nah. Roll with the Colts. The Colts are just an absolute monster of a team right now if everybody's healthy. So give me Indianapolis. Next game on the board, Dirty Birds, minus three and a half at Washington football team. Total, 45 and a half. This Bird squad, they're flocking. They're running great. Miles Sanders, though, out for a little bit. Doesn't look like that's going to be a good situation. Redskins, oh, sorry, football team. I had to pull the dam. They gave up. Uh, 42 points in the first half last week, 56 overall. They got absolutely mashed. Uh, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in that game. That being said, I kind of like the Washington football team this week is plus four. Uh, feels a little dirty to say it, especially since the Eagles have a lot on the line with a potential playoff spot, but divisional game in Washington. I think this could be a field goal game. Oh, I just can't disagree anymore. Uh, Oof, man, this is going to be Bird Gang City. They 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 control their destiny here a little bit. If they win out, they should be okay to, to make the playoffs. It's still it's still going to be a tough tough road ahead. I mean, they're likely looking. I think right now they're slated to play the Dallas Cowboys in the first round if, if everything holds true. But, wouldn't that be uh, the Wouldn't that be the best matchup for you though? Or Arizona? Uh, Arizona would probably be best. I, I would love a, a piece of Arizona, especially with the way that they're trending right now. But uh, but I wouldn't be mad. Dallas is my second choice. But but that being said, Washington football team is just in shambles right now. Um, defensively, they can't stop anybody. Taylor Heineke can't even throw the ball to t- to uh, to uh, Terry McLaurin at all. Antonio Gibson, he got that touchdown, but otherwise a pretty uninspiring performance. So. With even though we're missing Miles Sanders, I say we, the Eagles are missing Miles Sanders. They still have plenty of opportunities to run with anybody they want. They're they're just a running back factory at this point. Whether it's Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, Jalen Hurts, they're all going to get it done. We saw Devontae Smith come to life a little bit. Um, I think Jalen Hurts after after the presser acknowledged that he missed Dallas Goddard on a couple of different throws by misreading the coverage. This dude gets it. Washington football team is not going anywhere. I think the Eagles take care of this, and I like the number too. So uh, four and a half, was it three and a half or four and a half? Three and a half on the board. Right three and a half. Yeah. Give me the birds all day. Actually leaning towards three, which is interesting because none of the public money is coming in on Washington. None of the really sharp money is either. So a little surprising that it's moving towards three, maybe a little signal out there for you uh, yeah. in my direction, but the Eagles, I mean, if they get the running game going, it's over. All right, uh, next game on the board, Denver plus six with Drew Locke at quarterback against the Chargers, who, I mean, the grossest game of the year potentially. <laughs> it's Houston giving up 41, a buck 40 and two touchdowns to Rex Burkhead. I know they had a lot of guys out with COVID, but it was still a gross performance by them, especially since they had a chance to really lock into a playoff spot with a victory over the Blow Texans. It. I mean, come on, that completely blew, blew it. it. 
Total in this game, 45 and a half. Uh, I like Denver in this game, plus six. I think they'll keep it close. Divisional game, I don't see Herbert having a monster game in this one. Low scoring. Give me the Chargers by three, and I'll take the under 45 and a half. Let's go uh, 23-20 Chargers. Interesting. 23-20 Chargers. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, so, yeah, this line moved. I mean, it's opened up at three. What I see, yeah, the Denver Broncos, three-point dogs, and now they've moved to six and a half. Yep. All the sharp uh, is, money is, is on the Chargers. It's 50% to 70, uh, 97% is on the Chargers. Whew. I mean, is that Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler news or something like that's that's a that's a hell of a lot uh, of. Uh... I think it's also that people thought that Teddy was going to start, and now it's Drew mm-hmm. Lock, and everyone to go bet the Chargers. Well, I think that makes sense. Fade Drew Lock and he's playing well, quarterback. We did it. We did it last week. It worked out great. So that's that's the handicap pretty much at that point, right? Like trusting Drew Lock to turn over the ball, not really move the offense, but. The, the Denver Broncos offense has just been such an enigma all season, right? Like Melvin Gordon, he seems to be hurt, so maybe we'll see more Javante Williams, but they never seem to always want to commit straight to, to Javante Williams. But at this point, the Chargers had their fate in their hands. They blew it. Is this the redemption song? Hopefully. Um, I'm going to watch this one a little bit. I don't, I'm not going to make a lean quite yet because I do like the Broncos at six and a half is, is a little bit enticing to me. Yeah. Um, but I gotta expect, like with Drew Locke, man, it's just let's just fade Drew Locke. So no, no, it's gonna make a, it's gonna make the best bets. Fade Drew Locke, six and a half. Let's go Chargers. My my whole thing in this, I just think that Denver's gonna shorten the hell out of this game. They're gonna run the crap out of Javante Williams. Did. Right. Rex, we saw what Rex Burkhead did last week to this Chargers defense. The Chargers have the thirty second ranked rushing defense Torched in the NFL. They Rex are Burkhead. they are so <laughs> bad now. Yeah. Can, can they commit more to stopping the run? Sure. But why didn't they do that last week facing Davis Mills? Now, I know that Mills has been good the last two weeks, but he's still Davis Mills. He's still a rookie. Yeah, you absolutely. would have thought that they're going to break out that game plan. They would do it last week. Have they learned a lesson? Now they're going to do that against Javante Williams and Drew Locke, maybe. But I, I think that Denver's still going to find some success on the ground, shorten the hell out of this game. Their defense is awesome. It's going to be a tough one. I know that the Chargers – I mean – no one's going to be more motivated than the Chargers after two straight losses, and they need this one badly against a divisional opponent. But I, I don't, I don't know. I, that six, six and a half seems like way too many points in a style of game like this. And divisional matchup, man. Like these, this team. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's it's definitely going to be a tough one. All right, let's move on to some of the afternoon games. Houston plus twelve and a half at San Francisco. Total forty four and a half. I'm fading Houston after that game. I think this is all San Francisco. All the way. I don't care if it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that Lance might actually be interesting. If you need a quarterback and you're in the championship, Lance might be a league winner. We talked about this way long ago. But yep. Lance, yeah, it was a while could, ago. <laughs> this could be the Lance spot that everybody needed. Hopefully you got to the championship and you actually get to use him. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that San Francisco could mash in the spot. So give me 12 and a half at home. Yeah, the Texans actually look pretty good with Rex Burkhead. But I mean, I think that that was just more so of a a product of the the Chargers' inability to ever stop the run this season. It's just been a run funnel. Um, whereas the uh, the San Francisco 49ers are not going to be that. And uh, even with Trey, Trey Lance, you know, playing quarterback, I think he's had some time to see the good things of Jimmy Garoppolo uh, being a game manager and such. But, yeah, I think that the uh, 
this rushing attack for the Niners has been serious, but whether it be Debo, they might actually get Elijah Mitchell back, which will be great, but Jeff Wilson's been solid. And then you have the Trey Lance dynamic with a dual-threat quarterback. I don't think the Houston Texans are going to know what hit them. And uh, the, the Niners have been one of the best teams as of late, and uh, they're st- still certainly sitting in this playoff spot here. I think they're sitting at the, the what, fifth spot, I believe. Let me see. They are sitting sixth spot. So they're, they're right now they're slayed to face the Rams. Um, I think the Niners get it done here. Twelve and a half points. Give me that. I think that that's more than enough against a Houston team that's definitely exceeded expectations last week. All right. Next game up, Detroit plus seven at Seattle. Total 43. Seattle. Looks like they're giving up on the season. They had a win in their hands last week and just shattered away to the Bears. Very disappointing game there. The Lions, they just keep fighting. Looks like Jared Goff's going to be back for them. Looks like DeAndre Swift is going to be back for them. Uh, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. I guess I'm supposed to bet the Lions, but I I don't want to watch any part of this game. Other than I need DeAndre (laughs) Swift fantasy points. But otherwise, I'm out. Yeah, I'm curious to see if if DeAndre Swift actually does get the go-ahead just with, you know, the season pretty much being done, you're pretty much vying for whatever draft pick that you want right now. And I guess it's a good motivational thing to get him back. But at this point, Campbell said, Campbell said today that they're not going to shut down Swift for the season. They'll shut him down after the season. So it looks like he's going to give it a go this week. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's certainly helpful. And I think getting Jared Goff uh, to replace Tim Boyle is always a good thing. So um, I don't like it, but I feel like the, I, I got to ride with the Detroit Lions in this. Yeah, because I, I don't know. You said it best, man. The Seahawks look like they mailed it in weeks ago. They're they just don't look like they're in a in a prominent position to win here. But like on a fantasy side, Rashad Penny, damn, he could be a league winner. Who, who thought we'd be saying that in twenty twenty one? Unbelievable. All right, next game up. This is probably the second best game of the day. Arizona plus five at Dallas. Total fifty two right now. Let me tell you one thing. That total 52, I'm betting the crap out of the under in that game. Arizona can't score. Dallas isn't going to put up 56 again. I think that Arizona's defense is going to bring a little juice in this one. Give me the under 52. As for the side, I'm tempted to play Arizona at plus five. It seems like a really good spot to buy back in on them, especially you're never going to buy higher after last week. Five is intriguing, but can I trust Arizona right now? We're never supposed to bet on Cliff Kingsbury in December. We finally got to the point of the year where Cliff is giving us the wins that we deserved earlier in the year. Dallas is playing great. They got all their weapons. They're healthy. Five seems like a lot versus a Kyler Murray-led Arizona team. I lean the boys here, man. I, I just I feel like the regression back to the mean for Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury has just been real. It's December. He doesn't have D-Hop out there, that being Kyler Murray. I, I don't even think Kyler – looks completely healthy out there, man. Like I don't, he's missing throws and I don't know, this offense just doesn't really have much juice right now. Chase Edmonds had a hell of a game uh, with James Conner out, but looks like James Conner should be back. um, All things considered, but Christian Kirk, I mean, what they got like all the receivers minus AJ green is like five, nine um, against this, this, this uh, Dallas front that has just been menacing. Michael Parsons is probably going to have himself a day running down, spying on Kyler. So, I don't know. I feel like the the Dallas front seven, I think, is definitely more important to this game than not. And, you know, Dallas, Dak had a hell of a game last week, but I think that that was probably an anomaly based off what we've seen as of late. He hasn't really been hitting that well. Um, so, yeah, I do like the under in this game, but I'm going to take Dallas five and a half. Fair enough. The Sharps would tend to suggest that you are more correct than I am. 56% of the bets, 82% of the money is on the Dallas Cowboys. All right, 
Three more games left. Week 17 slate. Carolina plus seven at New Orleans. Total 39. Can we just pass this game? I don't want to talk Gross. about it. Gross. Sam Darnold versus Ian Book or Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. Uh, or or yeah. Drew Brees or Phillip Rivers. or. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely gross, man. Um, I guess if Taysom Hill's in there, you, you got to give him a, a slight edge there. I think from a fantasy play, I think he's certainly got a great matchup there. Um, seven points to the Saints after what I just saw. Can't trust it, but sure, why not? <laughs> I, I think New Orleans is a teaser piece. Bringing them from seven to one is okay. I think that you can feel comfortable yeah. that they're going to get some guys back. They'll be healthier and they'll be able to squeeze out a win against this Carolina team. I think Rule's going to get fired. I think he's out. I mean, after you compare the journey of his build to Jay-Z's building his billion-dollar empire, like, <laughs> you're a clown, bro. That, that's oh that's a fireable offense. Fireable offense. That was unbelievable. Uh, that might be one of my favorite quotes of the year, especially for a guy that is about to get fired. So, all right, do, let's do move. Think, do they, all right, so if Matt Rule actually listens to Jay-Z, like, what? Yeah. That, that's what I'm like. Well, how does he even wind up quoting Jay-Z here? Like, is, uh, is this guy a hard-knock-life guy? Is he a... Is he a blueprint guy? Like, there's no chance this guy listens to Jay-Z. I don't know. This guy is definitely like a blueprint three guy. He like came <laughs> yeah. in, he came into it late. Like when he started become when he went from like Temple over to Baylor, he's like, oh, I have to learn what rap music is to talk to all these players down in Texas. What's the most recent Jay-Z album? Oh, Blueprint Three. Okay. They got the horns on the front. Great. <laughs> he definitely doesn't know anything before then. Absolutely not. Kingdom Come and shit, or whatever the yeah. hell that, that shitty album was called. <laughs> oh my god great times all right sunday night football minnesota plus six and a half at green bay total 47 and a half seems like a great spot to take minnesota if i'm being honest with you justin jefferson looked like he lit a fire under everyone's ass with his post-game co- uh press conference comments yeah. green bay they win this game they got the number one seed in the nfc uh i like green bay as a teaser piece a lot i think that they'll win this game in lambo six and a half divisional opponent sunday night football uh I think that Minnesota has a chance, especially if this, if this line gets to like seven or seven and a half, I'm definitely going to be on Minnesota in this one. Man, how the tides have turned. I was shitting on Mike Zimmer so much, <laughs> you know, weeks ago. And now here we sit. I actually think they have a chance to cover this number. Green Bay hasn't been that great on, on, on defense, especially stopping the run. And that's what the Minnesota Vikings do really well when Dalvin Cook is there. Dalvin Cook's going to give it a go. He's back. So to me, even though you're on the road at Lambeau in prime time, that's a, probably one of the best times to fade Kirk Cousins. But after we saw what Nick Chubb did, like literally it was the the Cleveland Browns could have won that game if Baker Mayfield just didn't turn over the ball four times. Like their run game was working. So if Zimmer watched that game, saw anything on the film, like that's what you do to to remain competitive against the the Packers. I like the Packers teasing them down. I think that's a great play. Get them to a pick them, you know, one point, whatever. Um, But I, I do think that the Minnesota Vikings can cover six and a half here in a divisional matchup. It's going to be an important game for the for the Packers here, but uh, Minnesota can give them fits a little bit. We've seen the last three weeks that the Packers defense gives up explosive plays, and there are not a yeah. whole lot of teams in the NFL that do explosive plays better than the Minnesota Vikings. So right. I, li- I like that at six and a half, seven. I will also say this. We know this about primetime Kirk Cousins. The yes interception prop is a lock. He is most <laughs> definitely throwing an interception against the Green Bay Packers in this game. For sure, and actually, his his, his uh, touchdown to uh, interception ratio has actually been pretty good this season. It's so great. you're gonna get you're gonna get it at a half. That let's do it. Fire it up. Probably get you plus like, money on it. Actually, yeah, I was gonna say you might get a half, like plus one twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm betting the sign it up. That. 
All right. Monday <laughs> Night Football. Maybe Big Ben's last game ever at Heinz Field. Cleveland minus three at Pittsburgh. Total 41 in this game. Feels like a Steelers Mike Tomlin rah-rah spot to me. I think this time Big Ben going out on top in Pittsburgh. I think that they get it done. I think that they get the win outright. So give me a Pittsburgh plus three. This line gets to about three and a half. This might end up being one of my biggest bets of the week. Agreed. Uh, I'm on the Steelers here at home. It, this is merely, I think Baker Mayfield may be entering Drew Locke territory at this point. Ooh. He sucks. Ooh, that's, he sucks. that's a hot take. I love that hot he take. He sucks. He sucks. I'm going to fade him. Uh, he doesn't make good business decisions. And uh, right now the Steelers, I mean, if, if TJ Watt gives it a go, like this, this uh, front, their front seven should be at least enough to maintain Nick Chubb. I don't know if they're going to stop him, but they can maintain him. And if it comes to be Baker versus this, the Steelers uh, secondary, give me the Steelers all day. And they're underdogs. We know Tomlin in the underdog spot could be the farewell tour for Ben Roethlisberger. Thankfully, he looks like a statue out there. It's, it's awful watching him play football at this stage in his career but he's at home one send off with the home fans give me the Steelers all right two things on saying that Baker's a bad businessman one have you seen the progressive commercials the only person that made a bad deal deal there was progressive State Farm Facts. has Aaron State Farm has Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes progressive signed up Baker fucking Mayfield what a horrible business decision for them all right uh, and two Andrew Barry the GM of the Browns has the easiest decision of all time on the contract situation. Do not extend Baker Mayfield. Don't do it. Fact. Don't do it. <laughs> all right. That's my that's my spiel for the Browns. That's all I got. I totally agree with you, man. Like, uh, Baker's proven. I think, I mean, it's funny the way that Odell Beckham, like, low-key could have been right, man. All this thing was yeah. kind of trending in that direction. This guy sucks. Yeah, he's hurt, but who isn't hurt in the NFL? It's week 17. Like, everybody's playing hurt. You got to make, you got to make better decisions. And he just clear has clearly is not capable of that. I will say the Baker's a tough SOB. He'll keep fighting through anything, but he still stinks. He, still <laughs> he stinks. sucks. <laughs> All right. That does it for episode 43 of gambling with gold. We will be back on Friday, new year's Eve day with all of our best bets for week 17 until then key phrase mile high for the Sutton and Judy Jersey three, seven, six contest open right now on the champions round app. Go sign up for those for your chance to win some epic prizes. Stay locked in with us, Champions Round, IG, and Twitter for more information on all of our giveaways heading into the NFL playoffs. we got a lot more coming down the pipeline, so stay tuned. Danny, until Friday, good luck on your bets, and yes, uh, we'll talk to you then. See good you. show.